Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If this quarantine doesn't ensue, my whole nail's going to come off. I'm just slowly Ooh. chipping a- into my, you can see how the nail's crooked there. Mm-hmm. I'm like chipping away at my thumbnail. Mind you, my thumbnails are hella thick. They're like, I need like toenail clippers to clip them thick. Good. It's, it's a lot of digging I'm doing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Perfect. Great. Okay, All well, right. what, were, what, uh, what dreams were we going to talk about? So you got to start this, you got to start this thing first. Okay. Oh, right. What's your excuse? Hello. Welcome to What's Your Excuse? (laughs) I was like, start it with what? (laughs) I'm Caitlin. I'm Megan. And that's Mike the God. Today we're joined by Kitty the Fat Cat and Apollo the Sweet Puppy. Mero went to the bedroom because he's tired of me yelling at him about licking himself. So he went to the bat to the bedroom. He went to the bathroom like a polite young dog. Aw, Kitty's licking herself right here. I hate the sound. Yeah. It's a little uh nasty. Mm-hmm. It's gross. So last week we had brought up talking about dreams. Mm-hmm. Like dream interpretations. That's oh. That's right. And I had some fun. Well, okay. First off, my most, the one that I have quite often, and it's how I know that like, I really need to get something off my chest is um, my teeth. I'll either pull them out in my dream or I'll just like spit them out or I'll find them. And then they just come out of my mouth. It's like cotton. And then I'll be like running them around the house, trying to put them back in my mouth. And that one is a very common um, one, meaning that you have something that you need to say, but you're not saying it. Yeah. And that's yeah, why absolutely. your teeth come out. Um, I've had, had that like more times than I can count. Um, I've had it where like, yeah, I was either a, just sitting there ripping each tooth out like yeah, myself like one by one. Yeah. Or yeah. like where I'll just be walking and like talking with someone. And then all of a sudden I just like spit out a whole handful of teeth. Yep. Um, and then once, yeah, once I was collecting them, like that had happened. And then like, I kept like looking around the house and like, I kept finding like, it was like dust bunnies and stuff and like little weird things that were just hidden in the crevices and like in the couch. And then I would take them and put them in my mouth and my teeth would be there again. Oh, and so I think, I don't know what that one was, but that's kind of like, it happened, but then it's like, I, I unboxed it and then I put it back kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe. I found it in the may, crevices. Maybe it means that you regret something that you did say. Yeah. You kind of put it back in your mouth. 
possibly. You ever have those never moments surprise me at all. And you're like, oh no. Yeah, every day. Hey, every day I ever say, Megan. <laughs> That's my life. I've gotten so used to it that I don't even dream about teeth anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I had that one a lot. That's my most like common like dream one that you can um, interpret. I've had several wow. other ones that I know like um, I have very vivid dreams. I think I mentioned that in the last one. Most of them happen to be nightmares, um, which is super cool. Not yeah. really. Um, but, uh, well, I mean, I guess on a like slightly darker note, I have some pretty bad PTSD. Um, and a lot of it manifests in my dreams, especially when like, you know, if I've talked about it recently, I'll typically have a bad nightmare. Can't yeah. take melatonin. I was telling you, melatonin like puts me at the like absolute. Just my mind is in control, and I am in the like worst, deepest parts of my brain and my yeah. subconscious, and it is bad. Like I like am past the fuck out, but like I am not rested at all because I've just had like it feels like years of just bad after bad after bad dream. Yeah, can't take melatonin. I don't know. Yeah. Last night, so I tried to go to sleep. So lately, I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping, like we talked about. Yeah. I don't go to sleep before 3 a.m. typically. I'm and up. then I wake up between like 8 and 9. So I'm averaging like five, six hours of sleep. Now, I am a person that likes to average like nine hours of sleep because I'm a very <laughs> sleepy bitch. Sleepy bitch. Right. So... Working off of five to six hours of sleep is fucking torture. Yeah. And so last night I was like, I, well, night before last, I went to bed at like 4 a.m., woke up around 8, 8.30. And then I was like, I'm only going to take an hour nap. So I took an hour nap yesterday and I was like, okay, I'm so fucking tired. It was like midnight. I looked over at the dog who lovingly has stayed up with me every night this whole time. So and like sure. the other night, yeah, the other night I looked over at him at 3 a.m. And he opens his eyes so slowly and sleepy and his eyes are like bloodshot. And I was like, you're so tired. You need to go to bed, mom. So, yeah. And so last night I like lean over to him and I'm like, let's go to bed. We're going to go to bed early, which like midnight. Okay. Take him from someone who like during school, I go to bed at like 11. And the only reason I stay up that late is to give the dog his medicine. So... We go to bed at midnight. I lay there. I start like a guided sleep meditation. I get it going. I doze off. I wake up. I doze off. I wake up. I did that every hour last night. Woke up every single hour. And, and I think I had like sleep paralysis last night because at one yeah. point I like remember opening my eyes and it looked like there was like a figure on Ryan's side of the bed like standing up next to it and I remember being like what the fuck and then just like closing my eyes really tight <laughs> like a child yeah covering your head with the blanket <laughs> yeah and then like I woke up again and looked over and like nothing everything was fine and then I had like terrible nightmares last night just the hours that I was asleep and it was just uh that's why when Mike brought up like y'all are gonna talk about dreams so I was like Oh, yes, back when I slept. Back when I slept. Back when that was a normal thing for me. Yeah. But, yeah, last night I had, like, terrible nightmares of someone, like, chasing me. And it was very, like, Shining-esque. 
Mm. I think it's because like in the middle of the night, I like started thinking about The Shining in my sleep. And then like- Well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like Mr. Halloran was the bad guy in my dream. And I was like, no, you're the good guy. Maybe, uh, no, I don't know. I was gonna try and interpret it, but it would have just all been bullshit, so. Maybe I'll read that after I finish the Harry Potter series. I do have that on my shelf. I found out. I, was, I can't remember which ones I have. And I've read it before. It's just been mm -hmm. like, I think since I was in like the sixth grade, <laughs> fifth or sixth grade. So it's been a while. Um, yeah. But I have The Shining and Christine on. Yeah. And then a few other books by him that are not well known. But I do yeah. have those too. Um, I looked at that and I was like, oh, I finished Chamber of Secrets in pretty much just a day. Um, and so now I'm on Prisoner of Azkaban again. Um, and then it made me nostalgic. So I pulled out my wand. From Is that a euphemism for something? Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the wand that I found once? No. Is this a euphemism? Okay. <laughs> yes, it's Ryan's dick. So I uh, Gotta go. found... I, and mind you, I was a complete adult when this happened. I was like 21 years old and I was like walking around in CC and I find this perfectly wand shaped stick. So of course I pick it up because I'm like, that's a perfect wand. And I take it home. <laughs> I take it home. A friend of mine is staying the night with her daughter, like her daughter and her are staying the night at my house. And her daughter like picks up my wand. And I said, I was like, put that down. And she was like, why? And I was like, it's kind of a perfectly shaped stick. And my friend was like, perfectly shaped like what? And I was like, what other things can sticks be perfectly shaped as? It's obviously a wand. And she was like, Megan, it's a stick. And I was like, right, a stick that I don't want broken by a four-year-old because it's a perfectly good wand. And then my mom walked in when I get into Hogwarts. My mom walks in and goes, what are y'all talking about? And I was like, I've asked Aurora to put down, I'm sorry, bleep out that name because this girl hates me now. But I was like, I've asked this little girl to put down this stick because it is a wand. And my mom is like, Megan Tomatoes Sheffield, you let her play with that stick. What is the matter with you? You're a grown ass adult. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. Yeah, I was like, mom, look at it. How many wands do you find in the wild? Because I've only found one. And that's it. Yeah, and I don't want it ruined. That's right. Needless to say, I threw out the wand a couple of weeks later after my mom kept giving me shit about it. That's fair. Mine is from the Ollivanders at uh, the Harry Potter world. Mm -hmm. Harry Potter little Universal Studios. Yeah. And I can set, I can, set uh, I can cast spells around the park. Yeah got the interactive tip and then I found my I found my um card from my chocolate frog of Salazar Slytherin perfect so, I have a uh, nine and three quarters train pass mm -hmm. I have my pictures from the platform at nine and three quarters yeah because yeah. we, when we went to Europe or we went to London we went and visited it and uh yeah they have like a little store they have people who like take pictures by the car like they have yeah those cars. yeah that's what i did and i bought those pictures so they're like in the little yeah, that buy those pictures i did i was like oh i'm excited because all the photos from our phone for some reason had this weird line through them 
I don't know why. Like something, there was like something weird with the light. Yeah. And so then actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, it was probably the flash from the camera and then someone taking it at the exact same time. And then it caught the flash mid because half yeah. of it was like really bright and the other half was dark. Okay, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it only took me like four years to figure that it's out. Right, buddy. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I have those. And that was, that was the best day. But now that I've been reading Harry Potter again, I'm like, I just need to go back. I just want yeah. to go back. But uh, no, oh. like I, I was also going to tell you the other weird thing about my dreams. So mm. yeah, I had that that I think may have been sleep paralysis. I also talk in my sleep really badly, like, re like a lot. Like I will wake myself up talking in my sleep. I'll need Ryan to record this. Oh, Ryan can record it. He knows. He, like, the other day, I was asleep that night that I only got, like, five hours of sleep. I was asleep, and I remember I woke myself up because I went, like, huh, like, really loudly, like, huh. And then Ryan was like, what? What did you say? And I, he said that apparently I just went, like, mm-hmm. Like, he told me, he was like, you nurse Roberts me real bad from Scrubs. Yeah. He yeah, was like, you went, mm-hmm. And I was like, no idea. And then the other night, I said something about Marrow in my sleep. And I woke up, and he, like, rolled over and was like, "What? what's going on with Marrow? Because I think he thought, like, is he having a seizure? Yeah. And I remember I said, I thought that I had said, no, nothing. I'm talking in my sleep. He said that I didn't say that, but I think I did. I think he just didn't hear me. Maybe. So, or maybe you, like, dreamt that you said it. But That's another option, you know. And then, like, once I was asleep and I woke up because I was sitting straight up with my legs over my bed, like I was about to get up and start walking around in my sleep. Yeah, a lot of things happen because, like, I, when I was living with my parents, I, like, went to bed one night, turned off all the lights, woke up in the morning, and I was the only one awake, and I, like, walked around, and, like, all the lights were on leading from my room to the kitchen, <laughs> and I, like, woke my parents up, and I was like, excuse me, did y'all come into my room last night? And they were like, no, and I was like, okay, nothing, bye. <laughs> And then, yeah, the next day, I, like, woke up with my legs over the bed, like, getting ready to stand up. I was like, you're like, oops. Ooh. Walking. And then, like, I told you about my dreams, like, with my grandmother in them. Have I? Uh, I think, because did we talk about, did we talk about the one that I had about, with my grandmother? I don't remember. Okay, you tell me. So, anytime, like, something, like, yeah, I think we talked about it because, like, the day that my dog passed away, my grandmother was in my dream the night before, mm. and, like, we had taken my dog to the vet because he had a stroke, and he came home with us that night, slept in the house with us, and then we had to take him back because he still couldn't stand up, but that night I had a dream with my grandmother in it, and it was, like, only a couple of months after she had passed away, and so she, like, in my dream, she opened the front door and she said, like, yoo-hoo, because that's, like, always what she would say when she would walk into our house. And I remember being like, how are you here? And she was like, you're dead. I just, she was like, I just came to say hi. And I was like, okay, well, everyone wants to know where your will is. 
because like that had been like no one knew where it was my brother was trying to like it was a lot so she said in my dream she was like I can't tell you and apparently I just like knew like that not to keep asking which Mm. like you know me that's not me yeah I generally would be like no just tell me but like I didn't ask her again and then she was like well what's going on and I told her about the dog and she said in my dream she was like yeah, I know. I just wanted to make sure, like, that's why I came here was just to tell you that whatever happens, just know, like, everything's going to be okay. And so we took the the dog to the vet that day, that morning, and I looked at my mom, and I was like, I don't think he's coming home tonight. I don't think he's going to make it. And then that afternoon, they called, and they were like, we're so sorry he passed away. And so then the next thing, like, something else had happened in our family, but the night before, my grandma was in my dream again and was like, I just wanted to drink some tea with you and tell you that, like, everything's fine. And my dog was with her. That woman did not like dogs. Yeah. My dog was with her in that dream. And she was like, I just wanted to, like, check on you and make sure that you know everything's okay. And then the next morning, I woke up and my mom called and, like, a bunch of weird stuff was happening with my family. So I'm always like, why can't you just come to my dream just to say hello? Yeah. I'd like to be able to wake up being like, I got to see my grandma and not be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Grandma, come, come and just say, Hey, say, what up? What's popping? At dreambible.com, it says that the grandmother to dream of your grandmother may represent your intuition or gut instincts and in situations that you are already experienced in your ability to make a positive decision for the future when you already have previous experience, a situation where experience are already being informed helps you make choices that keep you out of trouble, feelings that life is unfair because your intuition or luck overpowers your own wishes, or feeling that God or life makes you live in a way you didn't choose. Apollo. That's the grandmother. I'm going to stick with my grandma visited me from the beyond. <laughs> sure. That's now, what I stick with. If, nope. we, if, if we go back to the teeth for Caitlin, oh, yeah. it says to dream of teeth represents your vitality and self-confidence, a reflection of how good you feel about your physical appearance, talents, or anything that gives you status or power. I hate myself. I've never heard that. Person I know. Every dream interpretation I've ever heard says it is something about wanting to like get something off of your chest. I got you. So it, it says to dream. Now there's two, there's three or four different things here. Uh, like to dream of animals with sharp teeth, to dream of being toothless, you know, things like that. Uh, this says to dream of teeth falling out represents a loss of power, confidence, or self-esteem in some area of your life, a corrosive situation, or feelings of a loss of vitality. Uh, dreams of teeth falling out are, a, are common to people aging or who feel like they're losing their looks. It's also common to people who are losing money, a career, or status of some kind. You are getting old, Caitlin. Yeah, I am. And at the t- point of one of them, I was losing a 70-inch TV. That's it. Oof. <laughs> Rough. I, uh, when I was a kid, I once had a dream that a shark was attacking me. And I had just watched on like the animal channel. If you like punch a shark in its face, it'll like back off. Yeah. But in my dream, the way that that translated was a shark was coming after me. I popped it on the nose and said, 
bad sharky and it looks well. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. That's like Thank my sister's friend, favorite recounting of one of my dreams. I love that. Um, let's see, some other, well, did we talk about, my grandma came to visit me, but I think it was literally just her spirit because it was the night that she died and I hadn't seen her oh, yeah. in four years. And she came into my room and everything was just as it was. Like I was fucking butt ass naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's super awkward. Cause I was like, Dada, don't look. You're like, Ugh. but then she you have waited till I was clothed. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't even think about it, but like, when I look back, I'm like, nope, I was completely fucking, no. And <laughs> she, like, woke me up, and she's like, I just wanted to say goodbye. And I got out of bed. She gave me a big hug. And, uh, yeah. Um, but that was that was the time that she came to me. Uh, it's the only time since yeah. and ever. Uh, but I did. I mean, I feel like that woman, she was so sure of herself, though, too, that, like, she's got no business coming back here. She's like, deuces. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking like, I'm gone. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but um, that was that. Uh, then all my other dreams are like, just hella dark. Like some of them, one of them, <laughs> one time I told someone one of my dreams I had um, because I didn't quite understand what was happening. And they got the pastor and they like <laughs> had a prayer circle over me because they were like, this girl is demonic. She is fucked. Yeah, because they were like, the shit that you just told me is darker than like any horror movie I've ever seen. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. I was like 13. <laughs> what you should have done was had them throw holy water on you. And it and burn. <laughs> Puke on him. <laughs> Do you think the Do you think the horror movies that you watch so many of those? Do you think that feeds into it, or actually no? Like, cause I I mean, there have been some. Yeah, like honestly, I know. I do sleep to the. I go to sleep to them. Um, but most of the time, the like, so one of them. I've had this recurring dream since I was a kid. Um. And I say recurring as in the sense that it is always the same feeling and it is the same idea that's happening, but the like perpetrator of sorts has changed physical forms. Gotcha. So when yeah. I was a kid, um, it would happen a lot and it was this like kind of old hag witch looking like, you know, like you're like just kind of old weird lady decrepit she would just chase me canceling hour. gretel type stuff yeah, yeah yeah and i would just be running and running and running and i like is that slow-mo kind of running too where you can't ever seem to run fast enough mm -hmm. and um and she would just be following me um i also like very often have dreams several layers deep i i have like three to four layered dreams all the time which I'll get to one that like scared the shit out of me later. But um, over time, due to trauma and stuff, that individual has turned into a faceless man. So it's just a man with just a blank face. 
Yeah. And like, I don't even think that it's like, like if you imagined like a human face just blurred out with skin, it's not even like that. It's just like, I can't see his face. Yeah. So like uh, a, a slender man kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, he's not like ghostly. It's just like a man. And then like, it's like, I get to his face and there's just, it's like, I just, it doesn't exist. But like, it's, there's still it a head there. You know it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like a void, like a void of something. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um. And the most, like, recent one that I had, this one was several layers deep. Um, he had been chasing me, and then I woke up in this house, and then all of a sudden I was um, in there, and I was with a bunch of kids, like, and I was having, they were all, like, panicked, and I woke up, and they were like, what are we going to do? Like, he's going to get us, and I was like, oh, shit. So then I was trying to protect all of them. Mm-hmm. from this man we were running through the house and stuff and um flying is also a thing I can do all the time in my dreams that's like one thing that like I I also am very good at lucid dreaming so I do have some amount of control over my dreams yeah uh, so like I can kind of make that decision to be like deuces but um this particular dream he was chasing us chasing us and I was hiding the kids and then I look outside the window and I see this like immaculate like tea party just like fucking everyone's out there you know real nice linens they're just like all having a grand old time just in like party just big party and we're inside this house banging on the windows and I'm like help us help us like we need out Mm -hmm. and they're paying no mind and eventually I find a way out of the house and I get out there and I'm like screaming at them like help us please and there's statues so all of them are just frozen and interpretation okay thus far keep where you're at are you ready Mm -hmm. have you considered that you and the kids represent the lower middle class (laughs) and the tea party and the statues represent the upper class the one percent who don't want to help people who are dying and in danger because they're poor Got it. Solved it. Makes Solved it. it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely have an idea of why welcome I'm pretty sure Psychology 1301. You're <laughs> an Dr. Megan again, coming out. I took 1301. I'm good. <laughs> but, um, and then, so then I had to go back into the house and, like, try and, like, face him. Um, but that one, I think, does have to... Saving themselves. Huh? Because poor people are responsible for saving themselves. Yes. See? Yeah. Welcome. I think, I mean, well, I'll build I your don't know. Experience. maybe it'll get too dark, but okay. um, God, my computer's getting really hot. I'm like trying to like let it air out, but shit, it's like burning me. Um, so if I catch fire, y'all know why. Um, <laughs> that's why y'all are sideways now. Because <laughs> All right, buddy. Why don't you... Yep. Um, do you have a bookshelf or like a computer chair? No. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Never mind. No. What about one of the tubs that you put your clothes in? Yeah, they're over there. They got some clothes on them. Do you have a oh. bidet or maybe something that uh, represents a, a fish? A spray at my butt. I do have a fish lamp. Spray it in oh, my there you go. Put it on top of your fish. That'd be good. Yeah. Fish lamp, come here. Um, but yeah, I, I think it that dream has to do with uh, I'm very aware of who the faceless man is. 
Yeah. And obviously, I said I had trauma. And yeah. I think that's why it appears. And then I think the other people, the kids I was trying to save are the other people that have been hurt because I didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun dream interpretation. I've also had one in which, uh, I mean, if we're going to get a little, we're just going to get a little deep. Um, so yeah, but I've had some crazy dreams that like really revolve around this. Um, Ooh, one aside though, I've had one where a snake like just attacked me repeatedly, just bit me all over my body. Like the most vivid I feel like I know 110% what a snake bite feels like. I've never been bitten by a snake. I am terrified of snakes, like deadly, especially after this dream. But like bit me all over my body until I was like a bloody pulp, like completely unrecognizable. Yeah, this is why like they tried to call it free. This isn't the one. That one was because I beat a man's head in with a shower handle um, <laughs> until it was... <laughs> That's less anyway. terrifying than me imagining myself as a bloody pulp. Yeah. Well, so that was, and then I was like, my friends like came and found me and I was just like this life, like you, unrecognizable, could not tell who I was. And they were like driving me in the car, pretending like nothing happened. And I'm just sitting here just like, uh, like it, it mean, it all, all of it makes sense. Cause that was definitely mm -hmm. another trauma like written one but like yeah. that one was one of the most vivid ones like I can still probably that one I think I had three or four years ago and I can still remember like the feeling of the snakes like things yeah. in the skin like right now and it's making Ugh. me want to vomit um <laughs> yeah. uh but another one I do have I have some like sexual triggers um and one time bless his heart that past relationship he didn't know I didn't know at this point that that was one of them until it happened and then I went uh and like started crying and he was like oh god um and he felt like terribly like like and that was not his fault at all um yeah but I had thought that I was over it and was like good uh -huh. And then that night I had a dream that I walked into this house that like on the outside looked really beautiful, but the inside was just completely like demolished and there's yeah. ruins everywhere. And then like, I then look and I make eye contact with the faceless man mm -hmm. and he's standing from across the room and he beats the shit out of me oh, like, to the point where again, I am just like, completely obliterated and he didn't even touch me Ugh. which was like the thing which is why I'm like it shows like how much power trauma can hold because oh, yeah. like the person who you know has caused things to me I've not seen or heard of that person in nearly yeah. probably 12 years now and um and they've never well I've not seen her you know that we've heard from him recently but yeah. um they like you know i haven't seen them in person in that yeah. like that long and so um but then like they didn't even have to touch me to completely bring me back down to nothing and that's mm -hmm. what i think that dream showed yeah i don't know i'm pretty sure my therapist the whole time i was telling her all this was like she was like yeah we're definitely not getting into your trauma because she'd always be like do you think we need to focus on your depression before we even try to get into what the hell happened to you? <laughs> and then I was always just like, 
cool, cool, cool. She's like, I'm worried you're going to kill yourself. And I'm like, me too. Well, thanks. Well, you know what's better? It's Dr. Longbabies told me that too. He's like, I don't know if I can let you walk back out to your car right now. And I'm like, he's like, can you? Can, can I? And I was like, let's see. You know, I asked him once, because like, we were talking about depression and stuff, because I had said something. What was it? I made a joke about like cutting out my own tonsils with a butter knife or something. And he was like, hey, you can't really make those jokes. And I was like, I don't understand why not. You know I'm not going to do it. There's, And I was like, it's just physically not possible for me to cut my own tonsils out with a butter knife. Yeah, you would like, like vomit you know all over the it. place before then. Like, Yeah, I was like, so you know I'm not going to do it. And he was like, right, but like, you know, there are people that would still try. And I was like, right, but the fact that I just gave you such a logical response to such a crazy thing should show you I know that I can't do it either. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, um, and then like the next time I visited him, I, I think was like when I wanted antidepressants again, because it had been like five years since I'd been on them because I started, I started them for the first time in college. And then I started seeing a therapist that was actually an intern and she had to videotape all of our sessions and I thought I was like super cool with it at first I was like oh yeah I'm chill I'm an open book about my issues blah, blah, blah. and then by the third session I was like I can't do this yeah no, thank you. bye I would never be able to have my like nope. in-depth conversations with my therapist recorded even though most of them like just re the whole hour consisted of me just recounting all the shit that would happen in my week yeah well and like well, like, have we been getting into trauma? No, no. That same therapist once asked me if I, like, it didn't ask me outright, but, like, kind of implied that I was racist because I call my dad's parents my white grandparents and my mom's parents my Mexican grandparents. And she's like, why do you distinguish them that way? And I'm like, well, because my dad is white and my mom <laughs> is Mexican and everyone has two sets of grandparents. Yeah. He goes, why don't you just call them your dad's parents? And I was like, I don't, because they're white. I don't know. And she was like, well, do you think that that's you? And I, yeah, exactly. And I was like, finally, as I was like, are you asking me if I'm racist? And she goes, well, I just think, and I was like, because it sounds like you're implying that I'm a racist against my white grandparents. I'm sorry, my dad's parents. And she was like, I just think that there are better ways to distinguish. And I was like, well, obviously there are. I could call them Eileen and Sherwood. <laughs> but I was like, I could call them by their first names, obviously. Yeah, but that's but boring. I was like, and so we argued about that because I was like, this is just a really bad approach to ask someone if they're racist. And I don't appreciate the insinuation that I am a racist against my family. Yeah. Also, it's and your own lineage. Like, Everyone knows that if you decide, like, it. It's like that Dave Chappelle sketch. Do you remember that? I'm listening. The, Which one? the blind black man who is a member of the KKK. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's, such, it's a really funny bit, honestly. But, uh, no, like, she, I didn't like her. So, like, that was my first go around with the antidepressants. And then, like, 
I tried like three or four and then was like, I'm over this. I don't want to be on them. And I called my psychiatrist who was also like a, a school psychiatrist, school doctor, a university doctor. And so I told her, I was like, I don't want to try it. Like I, I want to take a break from trying things. And she like argued with me. Luckily my dad had already told me like, they're going to try and convince you to stay on them. But like, if you want to take a break for your body and you feel like that's what's best for you, you have to stand your ground. Yeah. And so I had told her, I was like, I don't really, I think I need to take a break and like come back to this later. I've tried four in the past six months and they just like, I'm not finding the right one. What? I think I need to like, yeah. In the past six months? Yeah. She had you jumping all around. That's too, yeah. yeah. Well, because the first one was Lexapro. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was my first one too. <laughs> Why does everyone go for that first? It's not good. I it's also such a food. very like violent drug and all yeah. like it made me so goddamn sick that like if because I had to I mean I have a very like sensitive body to medication I'm allergic to several things mm -hmm. and then just literally any like antibiotic I'm ever on I'll get every symptom yeah. like thingy mobabi that happens from it yeah so, like Lexapro they had started me on five milligrams and yeah. then then I was taking them because I'm so bad at remembering to take my medicine. So this is nothing new. Uh -huh. Still, even with alarm set, have not taken my medicine <laughs> in a couple yeah. of days. Uh, um, but they, they got me up to 15 milligrams, but uh -huh. they kept them on the five milligrams. So I had to take three pills. Right. Because, so that way, if I forgot a day, I could do 10. Or if I forgot like, or I yeah. did. <laughs> the Great. five. But, like, it didn't matter if I missed it, like, by even, like, half a day. Yeah. Vomit everywhere. Yeah. So sick. Like, so, yeah, that drug like, is, like, hardcore. Yeah. Well, and for me, it just made me, like, more suicidal. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, hey, this isn't the one. And then they put me on Prozac. They put me on Zoloft. And then the last one she put me on was Lamictal. And she wasn't that. What? Hold on. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. This is Corey and Bryson signing off. But before we do, we're saying, Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us by. That's hey everyone. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us at roguemedianetwork.com. Signing off, this is Corey and Bryson saying have a totally rad day. Late. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges. And this is by the cover. No, wait. Do you want us to? Oh, shit. Okay, we'll try it again. Okay. Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Josie. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges on By the Cover, a new podcast. Yeah, we're a talk show. God, we're a Josie. Com- yeah, we're a comedy talk show centered around Amazon book review culture. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are. All the We're places. There. You can't hide from us. Anyway, listen to our show. We're going to be funny. We're going to be talking about books, and it's going to be great. Yay! Promo over. She's like, what, what, did she give you shit for saying this isn't the one when you're like, hey, I'm more suicidal. <laughs> like, no, she was like, let's get you off of it. Oh, okay, good. I was about to say, so, Megan, we need to go one, get her license revoked. No, no, no. The second one, it was, I think, Zoloft. And I just was like, don't like it, not feeling it, like, very numb. No, thanks. The third one, I think, I think was Prozac, and I was having hallucinations. And she was like, let's pop you off of that guy. And then the last one was Lamictal, which is actually an anti-seizing drug. Now, Tamara? No. Um, because it, so Lamictal is an anti-seizing drug that they found has an effect on mental health also. Hmm. But, you know, I Google everything I put into my body. Yeah. And apparently it can lead to permanent deafness. Or if you take it for a prolonged amount of time and then stop, you can start having seizures even if you never had them before. Oh, God. That's "Mm." Why would they ever recommend that? Well, here's the funny part. Chris got a Zinfandel. So I went to her and I was like, hey, I think I want to take a break. Like, we've tried a lot. It's, It's a lot of my body. I need to, like, pause. Let's reset. And she was like, well, I need you to understand the possible side effects of stopping. And I was like, I go back to the way I was before you put me on four different medications in six months. Great. Like, I'm sad all the time. Awesome. At least I'm not going to go deaf. And so then she like keeps arguing with me, like going back and forth, like it can be more severe, blah, blah, blah. And finally I look at her and I just go, Okay, so you have two choices. Either you tell me how to wean off of them and I get off of them safely and I possibly come back to you in about six months to try this again, or 
I just stopped taking them. I cut my wrists in the bathtub and my blood gets to be on your hands. It's up to you. What are you thinking? <laughs> and she just was like, so you're going to take one half of a pill every other day. And then you're going to, and I was like, thank you so much. So when I went to long baby, this is what I'm going to tell you about Lamictal. When I started going to long baby again, or I like went to him for the antidepressants, he asked me, he was like, what was the last thing you were on? And I was like, Lamictal. And he goes, do you have depression or are you bipolar? And I was like, depression? And he goes, huh. And I said, that's a weird face and I'm not a big fan of it. What's that face for? And he goes, someone down the line thought you were a bipolar because Lamictal's only prescribed for bipolar and very rarely depression. And I was like, what? I like start freaking out. And he goes, I mean, and I was like, that's so fucked up. And he goes, it's not a big deal. A lot of people are bipolar. And I was like, I don't give a fuck if I'm bipolar. What I care about is that someone thought I was and didn't disclose that to me. And as a doctor, you should disclose to me what you think is wrong with me. And he goes, oh yeah, that's, that's not the most ethical thing. And I was like, not the most ethical thing. It's fucking fucked up. Yeah. And he goes, okay. And I told him, I was like, also, I'm well aware that this visceral reaction does not lend itself to you believing I'm not bipolar. Yeah. However, this is plain offensive. And he goes, well, uh, that should have been. I mean, he told me when he thought I was bipolar and put me on bipolar medication. <laughs> and then you should tell your patient what you believe is wrong with them if you're going to prescribe exactly. drugs to them for that. And that's what I really enjoyed about my psychiatrist was he did, he told me, he was like, he told me exactly how all the medication worked and yeah. like, and how it helped with bipolar and specific and my specific regimen. And I was like, oh, that's good to know. I don't remember any of it, but it was good to know. But the point of all of this was at one point I made another joke to Long Baby and he was like, uh, yeah, we don't really like enjoy those kinds of jokes. And I was like, do you ever have people, I did ask, I was like, do you ever have people that are like, I've got a gun in my car, I'm going to shoot myself after this appointment, because more often than you think, and I was like, really, and he goes, yeah, and I was like, do you ever, like, I was like, I know this sounds bad, but I'm also not a doctor, do you ever just think like, man, why'd you have to tell me, <laughs> and he goes, more often than you think, uh, I, and I was that. like, are you ever just like, man, you could have just gone to your car. Like, I, I hope that you don't, but like, you could have just let me out of this. But now we have to call Paul. We got to get you out of here. We got to admit you. And he was like, yeah, it's kind of a hassle. <laughs> I think he said that to me too. Like something along the lines of like, it's a lot of work. If you, like, mm-hmm. if, if you tell me I can't walk out to my car and I know that you're safe, he was like, I got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, it's a lot of paperwork. It's a real goal. Yeah, he was like, yeah, really often I think like, man, did you have to tell me? And I was like, well, just know this. If I'm ever in that position, I will tell no one so you won't have to worry about the paperwork. And he was like, yeah, it's great, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> He's funny. He um, is. I wanted to circle back to my mm-hmm. several layered dream deep one um, that mm-hmm. fucked me up a lot. One time I had this dream. Um, it, so I, and this was probably triggered. My brother had, uh, he's a snowboarder, like he snowboards, mm-hmm. and skates, 
uh, skateboards. I don't, not like professionally or anything, but he was winning like quite a few like awards for snowboarding and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and was winning like several championships up in that area. Your brother, Sean White? I never knew that. He is. <laughs> He's in the X Games. How do you get that hair? Is that genetic or? It's completely different from mine. No. Uh, he's adopted. Um, <laughs> he's the brother at the hotel. Yes, he's he's hotel brother. <laughs> Love him. Oh, sweet, sweet Renaissance hotel, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds uh, like he was given birth to in a Renaissance hotel. It does. Maybe he was. Maybe that's why we left him to tend the microwave. Oh, my God. <laughs> left him to grow as the bust boy. That's right. We birthed it in the house. It's just like it's just like Hotel American Horror Story. Great. Uh, I did finish like all of it now, except yeah. for I haven't seen the 1984 one, and I haven't seen. But I finished like Colt and uh, Coven. Yeah. No, not Co- I'm sorry. Apocalypse. Oh, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, I finished that one. This yeah, I liked it. Um, sorry, I keep interrupting. Go back several layer three. Oh. Anyways, yeah, he had a very bad snowboarding accident in which he, like, you know, took a jump and mm-hmm. something happened and he was, like, hospitalized for, like, eight days and had some, like, spinal shit that was wrong, yeah. you know, um, got bed sores and all that stuff. Awesome. Um, but I had a dream, like, you know, a few months down the line that he had died. And mm-hmm. that makes sense and all. But then I wake up. And an entire week passes. A whole week goes by, and I'm just like, not okay, you know, because yeah. it's my little brother. And um, I'm just going through stuff. And I was like, I remember I was making a sandwich in the kitchen, and somebody said something or like bumped me slightly, and I like dropped the plate. Yeah. And they were like, Are you okay? And then I just lost it. And I was Lose like, it. Yeah. I- okay what do you fucking mean am i okay my brother is dead my brother is dead and y'all are acting like everything is fine and like i just lost my shit went out back and like continued to like sit on a swing didn't even wake up there like was just swing that like i was in this nice ass house like pretending i didn't grow up in the shed that i did (laughs) like had a fucking swing in the backyard i don't know but we were there and like that's kind of swings in the backyard, Caitlin. What? That's not like the ultimate sign of luxury. A it swing is. In, the backyard. in my head, if ever if someone had their like own playground set in their backyard, I was like, "Yo, you're rich. You got it. You got it made." <laughs> so here's the thing. What about like a tire swing? No, no. Literally, I had, I had like four empty toilets in my backyard. Okay, my <laughs> parents are hoarders. Listen, I had four empty toilets in our backyard. I just threw them out because it was the previous owner using them as planters. Oh, God. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I crashed it with a hammer and then threw it in the garbage can. Yikes. That sounds fun, though. But no, yeah, swings, ultimate level of luxury. Go on. It's those Bugatti swings. And so, like, I was out there, and, like, some more time passed before I finally woke up, like, screaming and, like, freaking the fuck out. And then this is, mind you, my freshman year of college. So I'm in a dorm room with another person, like, five feet away, 
and she was like, uh, it was like 3 a.m. And I end up like calling my brother. And of course he didn't answer. Called my other brother just in case. Cause both of them were at home at that point. Yeah. So I was like, maybe one of them will answer. Cause like, I was like, oh God, they're dead. Um, because both I of them had, suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have also had several dreams that like come true, which I'll get mm-hmm. to that in a second. But um, I, so I was like, oh God this is happening and I called my mom I texted all of them and it was like Julia I love you like all that stuff and yeah, dude. I then that was at the point where I had really bad insomnia and then I don't know why I did this but like my freshman year at Baylor when I lived on campus I would wake up at like 1 3 a.m you know and yeah. I would just wander campus by yeah. myself all like, the time I just walk around Willy nilly, that's when I almost got attacked by the beaver that lives under the bridge. Uh, was from sh- I actually it might have been the same night. Highly traumatizing night. <laughs> <laughs> I here's my question: Was this before you started listening to my favorite murder? Because they frequently yes. talk about how you don't wander on a college. Yeah, campus no, it, that was before my favorite murder did not like, exist in 2012. So. Um, Yes. I just want to know more about almost getting attacked by a beaver. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was walking. There's this beaver that lives underneath the BSB bridge, and he would go to the baseball stadium a lot, I guess, back in the day, because they had, like, <laughs> baseball beaver shirts or some shit. And I'm like, uh-huh. where are the bears? I don't know. Um, but I was, like, walking willy-nilly, going to go stare at I one of the walk willy-nilly. Like this. <laughs> Hi, beaver! I'm just don't worry about fucking attack. Don't mind me. I'm oh sorry. I'm sorry, but you were asking for it if you're doing that. <laughs> no, I was trying to mind my own business. You know, I had some angsty music playing in my ears, I'm sure. And I was going to go stare at a fucking fountain for three hours. And I wasn't <laughs> even high. I wasn't even high. Were you listening to fucking Morrissey or? Probably. <laughs> God. And so I was walking up and I saw this beaver and I was like, oh, that's cute. Hey, beaver. And then all of a sudden it starts slapping its tail on the ground like, and starts charging me. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. like, $15. Yeah. <laughs> what? Dad, it's my favorite color. He asked me to pass the bridge. He's <laughs> charging like, you. <laughs> like, charging you. What does the beaver do to you? What what did he do to me? What what is a beaver gonna do to you? Oh, What's I don't know, here? but I was scared. He I mean, was. Can't you just kick a beaver in the face? No, I don't want to hurt them. And well, well, they're, they're after me. You. That's what. Yeah. I still probably. I just figured I can outrun this, but oh, okay. It was terrifying because I mean he did run rather fast and he was pretty big. Like he was bigger than Kiki, and she's oh. twenty pounds almost. She's large. She big old tail. And was just slapping it on the ground. So it was very loud. Everything was happening at once. I was terrified. Um, So I ran off and then safely went and looked at my uh, fountain for two hours and then walked the long way home so I didn't have to cross that bridge again. Because I was scared. (laughs) So so it says that they're unlikely to bite, but they do have very sharp claws. Oh, see? He would have mauled me. Mm -hmm. Ripped me to shreds. (laughs) My beaver. 
I would hope that at that point, if it did attack you, you would just kick it in the face. Kayla. Yeah, like maybe if it was causing me physical pain, yeah, I'd probably retaliate. Yeah, I would hope that at some point you go, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna fight back. Yeah, but that, that's how I almost got attacked by a beaver. Um, ooh, ooh, and then on a lighthearted note. <laughs> that that wasn't lighthearted? <laughs> Oh, that was. But on a fun, fun note, um, I've had several dreams where I've like, you know, predicted or like, I have deja vu almost daily of shit. Um, And I can't tell if that just means my life's repetitive or what. I'm just kidding. Uh, It's definitely things like I've had these dreams years ago and then it happens years later. Um, But one time I had this dream about one of she's been a very good friend of mine since the sixth grade um she actually came to baylor both her and her boyfriend who you know was also a good friend of mine um because we all went to high school together and she came to baylor he came to baylor and she was my roommate my sophomore year of college and um they had been dating for like seven years you know right since they were in high school and um we hadn't talked in maybe a year or so. Like, we try to catch up every now and then, but obviously, like, it's just hard to do. And we yeah. hadn't talked in quite some time. And then all of a sudden, I texted her out of the blue because one day I just had this dream that I was at their wedding. And I was just like, you know, like, and it felt super real and everything. And then, hey, Ryan. Um, <laughs> hey, bud. Hey. Um. I mean, it was more attractive than that face I just made on camera. Which one? All of them. Back, and I was like, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I texted her the next morning, and I was like, "Hey, uh, long time no see, but this is probably kind of weird. I had a very like vivid dream about you and Pierce last night, and I just like y'all were getting married, and you know, I just want to uh-huh. say maybe be prepared, like yeah. to get proposed to." And then she was like, oh my God, we're going, like, we're going on a trip this weekend to like Cabo or some shit. And she was like, fuck, I need to get my nails done. And I was like, yeah, I think maybe you do. (laughs) And then she texted me like two days later and she was like, Kaylin, he fucking proposed to me. And I was like, I knew it. It happened. And we hadn't talked in like a year and I pretty much told her, get your nails done. So that's pretty lighthearted and stuff that doesn't really matter, but also like, if I was going to get engaged and nobody made sure my nails were done beforehand, I'd be pissed. Because yeah. if they were seeing my half-eaten fingernails, like, <laughs> we're going to have some issues. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I would hope that whoever would propose to you already knows about your habits of eating half of your fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> so, we got to get out of here pretty soon. Uh, All right. It's been almost an hour. Stay um, for sure. But I want to tell you guys about a dream I used to have when I was a kid and have you interpret what you think it means. Ooh, ooh, okay, fun, fun. Right, okay. I'm a pro. Okay. She so, is, Dr. Megan. This is, a, this is a dream that I had. It was a reoccurring dream. Um, I had it, I don't know, a dozen times when I was a kid, and I can still vividly see it in my head. Uh, it was like a split screen. On top was one thing, and on, on the bottom was, was the second thing. Okay? So okay. on top there were these rollers. So think of like a printing press or something like that. Just these rollers just rolling over each other and they had faces on them. 
So they were like, just rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay. That's it. That's all on the top. Then on the bottom, there was this little girl standing in front of what looked like a Hansel and Gretel, you know, uh, shack or whatever. In this, yeah, cottage, thank you, um, in this very dark woods. And, and while these two things are going on, I just hear these whispers just in the background. And it creeped me the hell out because it happened several times. That's because it's fucking creepy. So. Okay. Is that, is that your, your professional diagnosis? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just explaining why it would creep you out. Get the priest. It's a priest? Or get a priest. Get a priest. Get a priest. Wait, so, so that was all that happened? You'd be standing there, you'd hear the whispers, and there'd be the little I, girl. I wasn't in the dream. That's the thing. I wasn't even in the dream. It was just a You just girl. were witnessing. Yeah. But or it was a split was screen. Okay. Yeah, it was a split screen with all the whispering. Interesting. Here's my professional analysis. Please. Have you considered that you weren't dreaming and you were just watching picture in picture on your television set? No, that's not the way that worked. No. Have you considered that you were in the movie Horse Girl and that was an alien abduction no. that you were witnessing? Well, have I... you considered? Okay, now don't let this freak you out. Mm -hmm. You had plans to murder your entire family. You were steamrolling all their faces. That steamrolling game in the bed right. elevated. And you said, I'm going to actually steamroll you. I intend to kill all of you dead. And make them into fun little stamps that roll onto printer presses. I just imagine faces like going onto paper. And maybe the whispers were you confessing to your future wife. I murdered my family. Which, which one? Which wife? <laughs> I don't know. Whichever one you've confessed your murders okay. to, right? <laughs> Whichever one you love the most. Was, well, that's the current one. There were. There were only three of us in the house. You know, I mean, I was an only child. There were only three of us, so. Um, so there was. Well, there were only three of them in The Shining, too, Mike. So that's true. Tutor. Oh. Very true. The the other dream I had a lot. <laughs> I did. The other dream I had a lot was uh, <laughs> I was in my in my bed, and I would look up. Uh, at, at my windows and Grover from Sesame Street would be sitting on top of one of my windows. That's terrifying. <laughs> How old were you during those dreams? Oh, I was small. I was Give small. me the age yeah. range. All right. Yeah, but, but Grover wasn't, he wasn't like the fun-loving Grover that you see on screen. You know, the wacky. I don't remember which one. Was Grover the blue one? He's, He's the, the elephant. One. Oh, wait. No, no, that's Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Snuffleupagus. Wait, which one's Grover? How did you get those confused? <laughs> I don't know. I was imagining fun-loving. Grover's the blue one. Snuffleupagus Bi makes me happy. Yeah. Bipod quadruped. That's. Oh, hey, I have a Snuffleupagus pop. Would you like it, Caitlin? Yes. Okay, it's blocked also, so it's like fuzzy. Okay, well, can I see it before I agree to take on more shit? Because I'm trying to be a little bit like a... Uh, clean and then i'm just a hoarder yeah i told you i bought a penis statue no i didn't you don't want to know how much money i spent on it it can't be known because people are ryan knows just ask ryan how much the penis sculpture i bought was great um how tall was this, this well so it's like it's like 
it's like the top thigh, you know, to lower abdominal. Like it's like the it's like you cut somebody's like just groin area out, you know. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's like a replica of like that, like some like Michelangelo or some shit like kind of statue, you know. So it's got the little tiny, little tiny grower, not a shower mm-hmm. kind of penis, you know. You're um, right. My dream was creepy. You're right. <laughs> And so I bought that, um, and I want to put my oranges in it. Oh sure, yeah. Seems like the it's natural. Be proudly displayed on my kitchen cabinet. So we'll put counter. Yeah. So I think that I think the Grover thing was just I wanted Grover in my room. I mean that was Grover. Know. Yeah. So Grover Cleveland. Grover. Seth. Yeah, it was Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Grover on Cleveland of. on your windowsill. <laughs> He's going. Grover He's going. <laughs> Man, have you taken a look at this nut? And he was oh just. My God. <laughs> okay, I know this Grover. Yeah. yeah. Cookie Monster wannabe. Yeah. Yeah, but he was the nutty one. Like, yeah. you'd see his arms, you know, just flailing Willy. all the time, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. He walked around willy nilly. Willy nilly. Like I did. <laughs> he was constantly being attacked by beavers. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere he went, beaver showed Have you considered... Okay, I figured it out. Okay. I figured it out. I've got it. Ready? Uh-huh. Were you a boring kid? <laughs> was that a boring kid well maybe you, know maybe you were a beaver maybe you're a beaver that was not where i was going <laughs> what i was saying was like maybe you wish that you had more fun like grover did and he was like come outside come get <laughs> some playtime you took all of the fun out of him and, and then he was gonna murder you yourself. and take you to your split screen Sure. to put into yourself so that you Have would you be considered more fun. that all of the faces on that steamroller were just your face mm. throughout time and you feel like you're constantly being steamrolled and this little girl is controlling your life well were you a pushover as a kid oh my god no, no. i think i cracked the code no i was not a pushover man but, i was i got but, bullied like a motherfucker <laughs> I was not a pushover, but I can see how girls could have controlled me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say pussy? I said boobies, but... I thought, I thought you just said... Mmm, pussy. pussy. <laughs> it's like, Time damn. The episode, mmm, pussy. <laughs> uh, but I think... A, I think Grover was, you were probably just a really boring kid. Hate to break that one to you. Okay. But, uh, bitch, you're boring. And I think, I would, I, I agree with Caitlin. I think maybe you were more of a pushover than you know as a you child. Think so? hmm. I do. I mean, were you a nice kid? Dr. Caitlin and Megan coming at no, you. Were you a very no. nice kid? Were you an asshole? Yeah, well, I've always been this way. So, yeah, I, I think you could say, I could think you could say I've always been kind of, yeah, you know, I was, whatever. I was like way nicer as a kid than I am now. I got kicked out of school twice. For uh, what? Things like that. Um, but, but I wouldn't say I was a bad kid necessarily. I was just. I didn't answer my question. Always looking for an adventure. What'd you get kicked out of school for? Are those well, birds real? Are they in your yard? Oh, I didn't know if you put some fun sound effects in there. There's real birds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Birds exist in the wild. 
Puerto no, Rico. I, I went to I went to a Baptist uh, high school. Oof. Yeah. So <laughs> so anything I got kicked out for anything. You know what right. I mean? It's one of those things. So whipping your dick out. Popping on people. A kid. We were in line to go into the class. Pulled his ball sack out. He showed me. It wasn't even his dick. It was just his ball sack. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of when I well. So when I was a teenager, a lot of people, the guys that we hung out with as teenagers, would just like pull their dick and balls out like as a joke. Don't know why. Now I'm always like, guys. That's a that's harassment. Yeah, that's you like do, that's not appropriate. Like once I like, issues. <laughs> yeah, that's an like, actual oh. crime. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. once I was at their house and it was me and a friend of mine and we were she and I were sitting on the couch and one of them pulled out his ball sack and like plopped it on her head and she was like, "Is your ball sack on my head?" And she was like, "Megan, is his ball are his balls on my head?" And I was like. Wait, wait, wait. I would have ripped them off before I could have even asked you, Megan, are his balls on my head? Yeah, yeah, but like, back then, it's hard in the dick. You're also like, around this group of guys, it's like, it's just a joke, it's funny. And now, like, that you're an adult, you're like, no, at the time, it's not funny, ever. Wait, wait, there's so much preparation to something like that. No, there wasn't. He did like, he has some basketball shorts on and nothing else, and they're just like, "Yep." But was she laying down? No, it was. It was on like the top of her head. She was on the she couch. Was on the couch, he we walked sitting, up behind her. We were her. sitting on the couch, and he walked oh, behind I, her. I didn't consider walking up behind. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was thinking no, you're sitting behind her on a couch together. Yeah. No. How does he get it oh, up yeah. on no, top of I, her head? She and I were sitting next to each other. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, like, once I was, like, cleaning their apartment for them, and I, like, looked through the sliding glass door, and they just all got their dick and balls out, and I was like, why? Why Why are you cleaning their apartment for them? Uh, Well, they have their dicks out, literally. I had real shitty shitty friends when I was younger. That's part of, like, why I say, like, I was a real pushover when I was younger, because I had real shitty friends that I was like, Oh, it's just a joke. It's funny, huh? If you're cleaning someone's apartment and that happens to you, you immediately set the place on fire. Yeah, while they're no, I outside. love quickly yeah. after. Yeah. Like, I'm like, gonna I'm clean no like one's house unless they are, like... Yeah, no, he was supposed know, to pay me. My pussy better than anyone else. Well, I was supposed to get paid for cleaning their apartment. So much. <laughs> Mike's like, what? <laughs> I was supposed to get paid for cleaning the apartment. I then cleaned the apartment very oh, yeah. thoroughly. Money also is another reason. I yeah. And I then cleaned the apartment there's thoroughly. There's Went something in the their... fact that you didn't go there first, though. That's <laughs> Got their dick and balls. Take enough money on my own. <laughs> and then was told, by the way, you didn't clean it good enough, so I'm not paying you. And I was like, great. Okay. Nope. Well, thanks. I would have taken them to court or some shit. Fuck that. I don't I know like, if that's allowed or viable in court, but I'd try. Would it cost? Would it cost a lot more than the forty dollars? I would have threatened that until I can get the forty. Did stick that? Uh, yeah, you got to throw a beaver at them at that point. That's that's the whole thing. I had real shitty friends when I was in high school and early college years. Quit having those real quick. 
Those are the people that hate me, Caitlin. Love you, dumb, and I love that you. Full list, that full list of people that we've been exposed to that hate me. Yeah, oh, speaking of which, I ran into one today. Maybe we'll have a phone call later. Oh, uh, good. But yeah, I'm sure you run into them on the daily at your house. I do. I really do. Yeah, we, we need a phone call. All right. Anyways, thanks for listening to What's Your Excuse podcast, brought to you by Rogue Media. Rogue Media. This has been a Rogue Media production. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound. Can you please make that the new sound bit that goes at the end of every podcast? <laughs> I can see what I can do, yeah. <laughs> I can see what I can do. He's like, next week he's like, unfortunately, Absolutely couldn't do not. it. Couldn't figure it out. Could <laughs> not work out. I, yeah. I made a Mighty Bikes theme song or whatever, but I can't make a the new guy, sound bit. I'm sorry. I sent it upstairs and they said no. I don't. Listen, he was on The Masked Singer. Brett Michaels was on The Masked Singer. I hate to ruin that for anyone who hasn't watched. So, spoiler alert, Brett Michaels was on The Masked Singer, just like everyone expected. <laughs> And my first thought, that was my other thought. My mom asked my niece what it took to become a member of her biker gang because my niece just learned how to ride two-wheelers. And my niece, was, my mom was like, is there initiation? And my niece goes, um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> she was like, is there something that you have to do to become a member of your biker gang? And my niece goes, um, first, you have to get a mohawk. <laughs> I love that. And I told my mom, I was like, that's the easy part. That's the first step of initiation, mom. Wait. You would think I the first you step you would think the first step is you gotta have a bike. Learn how to ride it. Yeah. yeah. Know how yeah. to ride a bike. Have a bike, learn how to ride it. Can yeah. I tell you all about the secret organization I started as a kid? Sure. On the playground. So I'm sure y'all are all familiar with MIB, men in black. That's right, yes. Were we all familiar with Kids Next Door? Yes. The television show. Yes. Um, I had a secret organization called KIB. It was Kids in Black. Kids in Black, highly inspired from Kids Next Door. And it took it place on the playground. Yes. Uh -huh. Ultimate crossover. It's like Spy Kids. Before mm -hmm. Spy Kids. Um, it's all your idea, clearly. Yeah. God, motherfucking. <laughs> no, but I, um, on the playground, would I created myself and my friend at the time, um, his name's Jacob. That's a super generic name, so no one could ever figure out who this is. You don't have to believe right. it. Um, Jacob and I had KIB, and we created this super rigorous, like, training obstacle course that you had to complete on the playground like you had to do everything perfectly like through the monkey bars and like over everything on yeah, the slide course. you know doing some flips and shit running around and like timed and shit yeah we how are you going to become a member of a government agency without being exactly. able to do an obstacle exactly and uh, we created that and we had several people go through it and become members of the kib and that was the secret organization i was in in the um third grade Meanwhile, my sister got sent to the principal's office for starting seances on the playground. I love that. One of our favorite movies was Now and Then. Yes. And we learned how to have seances through Now and Then. One time in kindergarten, I got in a shit ton of trouble because I wore my bathing suit under my clothes. And then at playground, I took all my clothes off to get <laughs> one bathe. 
In kindergarten. <laughs> sunbathe. I got naked to sunbathe. I like brought a fucking towel. I don't know how my kindergarten mind came up with this shit. I had a towel packed in my backpack. My mom, again, was highly latchkey. She was like, okay. And then I remember like my teacher, I think it was like late to school or something. And my mom like dropped me off at the door because it was kindergarten. Right. So like they had to walk you and shit. My right. teacher was like, what's that under your shirt? Because like I'm in kindergarten. I didn't need no bra or anything. Right. Oh, it's my bathing suit. I'm going to a friend's house afterwards. My mom was like, the fuck you are? You don't have any friends. And Liar. And then, <laughs> and then, but she was like, okay, we're rolling with it. I'm late. <laughs> like, sounds good. And then, yeah, at, at lunch, I, um, or at recess, whatever, if we went out, all the other kids were on the playground. I went, walked out. Again, don't know how I got out of the playground, like, there was like a fence. There was a fence. I walked out to the parking lot, took my clothes off, laid down on my towel, and was sunbathing. And I only got in trouble because the boy I liked came up to me and was like, Where are your clothes? <laughs> and then he went, and he was like, Miss blah, blah, blah. Caitlin doesn't have her clothes on. <laughs> what a dick. In the parking lot. Also, in kindergarten, I distinctly remember having a sleepover at that teacher's house. All of the kids were there. We had a sleepover at her house. I remember wearing my, the fav, the, my favorite nightgown of my mother's. And then also, I also had my Barbie one because I had a life-size Barbie doll who matched. Duh. Um, so we had like matching Barbie night dresses. Uh -huh. um, so I had that one and I wore it first and everyone was like, ha ha. And I was like, oh, fine. And I went and changed into my mom's like nice, like little, it's, it was a negligee, like little. It's okay. Even, okay. All, all of this, all of this explains all of your dreams. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we like sat out at her orchard the next day. I don't know why, orchard. why? This was the 90s. Why Why were kids allowed to spend the night at their teacher's house? Something they weren't. No, I want to reevaluate that statement. <laughs> they weren't. Let's they write were, a letter to North Carolina. <laughs> All of us were there <laughs> the entire kindergarten class. I remember it. Yeah, nope. I was not allowed to stay at my teacher's house. <laughs> it was never asked. <laughs> yeah, I was never invited. <laughs> I feel really yeah. left out. S speaking all this now, something seems wrong. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> you're my therapist mom why did you let me why did any of those parents all of us were there all of us were there they were like thank god get this piece of shit out of my way we don't want to watch them anymore oh my god this have been what they were thinking well follow us on instagram <laughs> perfect great we're at what is your excuse podcast on there no spaces no nothing and you can follow us on Facebook. Which is at What's Your Excuse Podcast with spaces and apostrophes because... Not animals. Not animals. That's correct. And you can email us. Uh, maybe email us if your kindergarten teacher invited you to spend the <laughs> night at their house. <laughs> or if you know a good attorney. Yeah. Um, maybe or we know need a statute of limitations in North Carolina. <laughs> Yikes. Um... Yeah, email us at what's your excuse podcast at gmail.com. And you can go 
join our Patreon, patreon.com slash What's your excuse podcast? We no want to thank What? Oh, no, no spaces. spaces. <laughs> right, because it's a website. That's right. Um, and we need to thank our patrons. Which so, are? Brandon. Yay, Brandon. And yep. Shelby. And Brian and Amanda. And Vanessa Sykes. Sissy and, oh, and Madison Hi. Anderson. Yep. We love all of them. That's right. Vanessa was new. Uh, did we talk about her joining yeah. last time? Okay. So. She, she, she watched our live episode and then immediately did yep. Facebook Live and joined our rejoined. She's like, oh my God, y'all are recording again. And we're like, woohoo. Um, yeah. And then also, you can find us and listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spoofy, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts and Google. Google. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Google. Google's. And, I forget uh, our lists. Huh? I forget what our lists are. Yeah, there's some fun ones. Um, so, well, I didn't even know Google had podcasts until we started working with Rogue Media. Yep. Shout out. What up? Yeah. Best, best podcast ever. Mike the God. Mike the God. Bad best podcast hoster producer there we go that's what it says on the that's what it says on the cards best podcast hoster producer might have got you're sounding to me like you're saying holster like he's holding podcasts in his belt you're there spit on my screen for me talking like that um uh yeah anyways but um follow us there rate review subscribe yeah five stars only it only takes like a second of your time i know you've got a fucking lot of time on your hands so just go ahead and do it that's right god so rude yeah <laughs> anyways um don't hate us for my comments and call your kindergarten teachers <laughs> and Schedule a slumber party. Yeah, get your slumber parties ready. If you are mad, you bring some of your mom's negligee. <laughs> Why didn't she let me pack that? I must have stolen it. You snuck that in 100%. I don't know, but she gave me that afterwards. <laughs> I just see this. I just see this little kid in this giant nighty. Just. <laughs> I wonder if she was like, I know what happened at this at this slumber party, I don't want that back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wouldn't think she would then give it to you. Well, I mean, like. I wouldn't think she would then be like, but you keep it forever. You keep it. I'm sure that was a special moment. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it. Maybe something dramatizing did happen. The only things I remember from kindergarten are taking off my clothes, Apparently, one friend had her house set on fire, and then I went to school the next day trying to say my house set on fire so I could get free gifts. <laughs> I am Satan's baby. <laughs> and then a, a baby doll that would poop. Yeah. It would eat baby some stuff. alive. Yeah, and it was fun because yeah. it would sit there and it'd poop, and I was like, whoa, how did it do that? And it was weird yeah. and like squishy. And then that that um that sleepover. Those are my like four memories from kindergarten. Huh. 
So. Well, talk to your mom. Mom, what did you let happen to me? I'm going to ask her. Okay, right. this has been fun. I'm going to call my mom. I'll have next time. Wait, should we record what my mom had to say? Oh. We have had her on before. Please we record have. what your mom has to say. Okay, how do I record that on my phone? Should we record it? You got to go. I know that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's videos for that out there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can screen record with my mom on the phone. Would that work? I don't think it'll record you, the sound. If you mm -hmm. FaceTime, can you record? Yeah, didn't you do that with the... Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? I don't think my mom has a iPhone, though. Let me ask. I'll call her. We'll okay. Maybe we'll just do it next week. I'm calling her, so... I'll call her right now. Yeah, because I'll forget <laughs> it. So, this has been fun. Oh, that's my mom. Hold on, mom. Okay. Hold on. Sorry, I love you. Um, <laughs> this has been a fun podcast. I'll see y'all later. All right. Okay, bye. I love y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye, bye. mom. Bye, mom. What's your excuse? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Hey, Beaver. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.